0: Oh yeah! Whoa. Yes,
1: good. Good. Oh, this is perfect. perfect for tonight's episode yes, because it was nuts. There was not a minute of slow pulse. Yes, it was so 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 captivating. I'm Julie Parton, and this is Graceland episode eight, Bagman. My My uh, my co-hosts tonight have different hairstyles than usual. Please introduce yourself. <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm Stephanie Georgie.
2: And hello, I'm Stephen Lemieux.
1: And Stephanie, how are you going to talk? Remember last week you said you couldn't talk with your hair all in your face. I know. Well, I've been trying to accommodate, but it's like a little difficult sometimes, so (laughs) we'll see. Well, after a one-week hiatus, we are back, and this was, in my opinion, my favorite episode yet. Yeah. No. No? No. This one and the pilot are tied for me.
2: Last one last one's still my favorite episode really
3: yet. last one was great but this one is just good because now we kind of know what's going on because I feel before I, I was we got into the to the show mind you this is a brand new show so it's a little bit difficult but right now I feel very involved
1: like I know my characters I know I'm I have more predictions that are coming to me I think that's the same situation you hardly ever feel this level of intensity on a TV show. Like normally it comes from movies. This this for me was just one of those episodes where you freak out, but not for one moment, for the entire episode. Yeah.
2: Well, I say this I say this almost every podcast we do, where it's very well written in that the writing draws out the the effect it wants from you. In every scene I kind of have a feeling like a lot of people complain that it's too predictable, but I mean it is predictable to a point, but I enjoy that because mm-hmm. it makes it so much better when you're caught off guard mm-hmm. if that makes sense because yeah. there's a lot of times where I'll call things out that are going to happen blah 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 they happen but then when the one time it doesn't happen you're like whoa
1: and it you're... Just... absolutely during this episode I kept thinking why isn't this show huge yet this is as good as anything on TV right now yeah oh absolutely Sure. I agree. And
3: I, well, and I'm, and I, I've, I've watched a lot of other television shows, and I think I'm kind of picky, and I'm someone who likes like corny shows, but I love this. I, right.
1: Like, and I'm not saying it to be biased, it's because it's really good. And gross violence turns me off from a show to the point where I'll stop watching it, and I True. couldn't take my eyes away. And it was nasty tonight. Not even that part. The Here, part after. This is
2: my impression of Mike. <laughs>
1: Well, are you talking about the... Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. Let's jump into it. So one of the big things that we saw running through this episode was Mike and Abby getting closer Mm -hmm. to the point where she's becoming his home. Can we
2: do the opening scene first? Sure,
1: absolutely. Because
2: that's like they drop drop this... I like because they pick up where they left off with the last episode. Mm -hmm. And this opening scene really kind of shows you a little bit more so you have more of a background. Everything makes more sense. So if we jump into Briggs later without going over it, I'm just gonna be lost.
3: That's so go for it. And what do you mean by like just seeing him meditate and everything, like his routine or it's just you
2: see you see his routine, you see how everything is kinda different, like everything is normal and then he gets out of the house and everything is Odin.
3: Right, which that was cool yeah. because we did see Briggs become Odin in this episode. Like, the actual transformation and, and the officialness. Like, before, I guess we heard him say it, but I honestly thought
1: that he was just making that up, that he wasn't Odin. And it wasn't yeah. official until
3: this episode. For we me, found out
1: in the 1st five ten minutes, no question about it, yeah. Briggs wasn't Odin for that moment, Briggs is Odin. Yeah.
2: yeah, I honestly, from last episode, I didn't doubt it at all that he was Odin. From from the time he did that, I was just like, okay, he's Odin. It makes sense. It's a great story. It's good writing. That makes sense. If they came in this episode and say, I was just kidding, I'm not Odin, I'd be like, okay, so where's the show going? But no, it's okay. it's great because we can <laughs> – this show is all about the characters and how they, they have to interact with this house of other people in their position. And it's Mike's fall from grace kind of and how Mike's dealing with not knowing who he is. And especially this episode is Mike's identity crisis and how he's changing in how Paige says he's like – was always the one who – she knew who he was. He always felt bad about certain things. But it, it's interesting to see Briggs and how Briggs has taken on this. And he can change his persona so quickly that it's just who he
1: is. It hard. I don't even think he had to change his persona. It was so natural for him. Exactly. Yes. It was working out one second, doing a drug drop the next.
2: Talking to Johnny, getting a banana. Oh, everything's cool. Yeah, I don't want to hit the beach today. It's cool, man. Going to a heroin house.
1: Like, so cash about it. So cash. And what was really, really incredibly crazy about it is that the FBI or the CIA or whichever government is on to him, is on to him. So he had to have been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Do you see how much drugs he had? If he was just skimming... you're we right. It was in that cabinet. Sure enough, it was the CI house. If he was just skimming off the top a little here and there, it
3: would have taken forever. It's not yeah. a CI house. No. the. I mean, remember how he said it was
2: his... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I, I think it's just amazing how you see how he has the whole operation down. Like he's got the little bags, he's got the stickers, he's got all the product, he has everything ready.
3: Just like every, any other drug dealer
1: would. Exactly. Then, it's even branded. Yeah. He has a nice little Trinity symbol. Oh, can I oh. get that Odin? Oh, it's Odin. I, yeah. No, the the guy. Oh you have the sticker. Can, like, you got that Odin?
2: And we, we even seen we've seen the sticker throughout these episodes right. with every time anyone brings it up.
3: Or when they're about to shoot like we'll see it like right before they shoot it exactly the, so the F- no the the like the poisonous sign
1: oh okay
2: and then we see the FBI scan the bag of heroin because the operation what they're doing is that he's taking the heroin he's putting it in the gym and then they take it out and they put the money in Mike takes it and gives the hair. of course the
3: and he found a strand of hair. A strand, strand of hair got him a little nervous. Which he's lucky that they also found one of Mike's hairs because that's it. Just made it
1: look like oh well they're on the case. It there was a moment there where Mike said they found a strand of hair, and you could see the terror in Briggs's eyes. Mm-hmm. And he said, but they found one of mine too. So obviously we're the only ones messing up here. What I like is now that. We the audience are officially in on the on the inside scoop. Yeah. We get to see Briggs in turmoil and we know why. Yeah.
2: It's so much bigger than you think though.
1: What do you mean? I'm
2: I'm still going with my prediction from last week or two weeks ago. It's so much bigger than what we will perceive. I'll talk to talk more about it at the end of the episode. But I just wanted to get that out of the way before we go into the well, juicy. I think juicy so too, stuff. because
3: I made a prediction during that part and I was thinking that maybe he's just uh now I'm wondering if Briggs is just doing this to win cases
0: you know oh, just to, there was just moment. to be an awesome
3: agent because really he's not solving anything except for his own
1: crimes. Yeah. The thing the thing about this first season or first little part was that it was so stylistic. Mm-hmm. It was one of the only times I remember seeing that done this effectively on Graceland.
2: It reminded me so highly of the um Breaking Bad,
1: mm-hmm. where
2: they have the Crystal song or what is it, like a Blue Christmas or whatever the song was. Right. And it just shows like the montage of the different steps, things that are going on. Yeah. It reminded me of that a lot, like the cinematography and the way it was filmed with the music involved, but they still used words as opposed to having everyone be silent the whole time. Right. I really liked it. But. Mike and Abby are a little juicy this episode. I know.
1: They this are. was this was the most Mike and Abby that we've ever gotten. And right when they show, you know, two two people skin together, Stephanie's like, "No, not Mike and Abby." And yeah. of course it's Mike and Abby. She's, Why didn't you want it to be them? Because I don't I don't want to see Mike with anybody. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's okay because Abby's absolutely beautiful, but
3: because he's such a sucker and it makes me nervous because I feel I agree with Paige like what are you doing? And it's so frustrating because he he just continues to do silly things and then what happens? Abby starts to question him and then sure enough, hey, how come I've never seen your place? Come on guy,
1: like what she are you was doing. For for since we've met her character, she wants to see his house. Yeah. So that made me think she just wants to know where Graceland is. She might be a secret agent. But they had really emotional, genuine scenes together. She did. And she, she might was, just be falling for him. Like I, and that's I, it. That's this episode that's what he feels like happening. Exactly. It's like they're in love with each other. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I definitely feel that. And we so get annoying. a little we get a little bit more background on them too, that this has been a few months. Like, I mean, we don't really realize it because we're watching the show, but they've known each other a few months now. They've been together a few months now. Mm. And it's kind of strange that she would never have seen where he lived if you were dating someone for a few months because guys are always the kind of people who come back to my place, not let's go to yours, if right. that makes sense, especially in a serious if something is going to be serious, relationship,
3: mm-hmm. which is why she starts to guess she's and she says, "I don't want to be the other girl." She thinks he's married. Or he has something. a living girlfriend
1: at home. He has a living boyfriend at home. He lives with his mom. She doesn't know what, but she does. She just doesn't feel like it's right.
2: And my my views on Abby right now, this episode kind of changed what I was thinking because originally I was like, "Okay, she's a agent. Maybe she's related to the cause. And maybe she's something." But really what I feel like it is is I feel like she might have just gotten out of something really serious and she didn't care whether Mike was – like he, she didn't really care if he was married. She didn't care. She was turning a blind eye until now. It's moving further along because mm-hmm. now that would explain why she didn't really ask him about his job. That really explains. Right.
1: Like he he, he could have easily been her rebound.
2: Exactly. Right.
1: Or she's just there temporarily. Maybe yeah. she thinks this is her LA fling.
2: Well, she's not as temporary or, as uh, Julia. Or
1: she saw Mike <laughs> and was like,
3: "Dang, he's fine. I'm gonna talk
1: to him." But that it does make even sense. As that. Like sometimes, not single, haven't been for a while, but like you start dating somebody who you're just attracted to you and you're like, ah, who cares? And then you start to fall for me. You're like, I've made a terrible decision.
3: Yeah, because I wasn't because thinking this through. Because when you do that, you let your guard down when you say it's, just good. it's something you right, don't care yeah. about. Once you let your guard down, then you kind of both see a side of each other that you kind of enjoy. Sure enough, it turns into something else. Which is typical. The movie, No Strings Attached. Doesn't work, everyone.
2: <laughs> but her everything I found suspicious about her can be explained by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's Occam's razor. The simplest solution is usually the right one. That's what I'm kind of going for in this situation. I don't think it's going to be more complicated than she might have skeletons in the closet from a previous relationship or something Mm -hmm. where she was the other woman, perhaps, and maybe Mm -hmm. she's just kind of over this whole cycle. And that's why she really wants someone who knows who he is. And that's why, of course, moving along with Paige and, I mean, Mike and Abby. From
1: the beginning, from the first second we saw Abby, I thought this is going to have to be Mike's biggest sacrifice for the house. Right. And what I didn't really expect, you know, the theme of Graceland is home. This is our sanctuary. She is becoming his home and his sanctuary. He feels more comfortable in her apartment. We see he's even showering there. Yeah. Like, that's where he goes to wash off what he does with his life, not where he's supposed to. Yeah, because she has
3: a normal living setting. Yeah. I'm sure he feels that way. The only thing I'm curious about is that her reaction with both guns. Yeah, So, first, when she saw Paige, she got really scared. Then she saw him,
1: and he got scared but I don't know. There's just still something about her. Okay. Out of a moment of grief, Mike finally agrees to take her to his house. And the rule is no civilians upstairs. He takes her into the house. She says, oh, it's beautiful. It's like walking into anthropology. No. No. That is not what anthropology (laughs) looks like. Maybe if there was a bunch of little hipster trinkets everywhere. I
2: like that out of the whole episode, that is what you guys are most adamant about. (laughs) Well,
1: Random. Very, very rarely do I really realize that there are only male writers on this team. And that was one of the moments. Yeah. It's like every once in a while they get a girl thing so blaringly wrong. Yeah. But anyway, she won't let it go. She's like, hold up. What's a girl got to do to see a boy's room around here? And I don't even think she was being sexy. She's just being straight up nosy. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, she's at his place. I mean, it's not really.
3: I, she's honestly, gonna start, again, she's gonna it's start being those girlfriends. It's
2: just another one of those things where she's she's undecisive and she doesn't really know where she stands with Mike. I mean, I'm kind of on her side with this in the way that Mike has a key to her place. Yeah, I mean, he has a freaking key to her place, and well, she's never he so seen his room. Be, I mean, you walk into your place and somebody's shower. I mean, it's still... Who one is of, it
1: going to be? The person I give a key to? <laughs>
2: yeah, but still, it's kind of Mike's work. Mike works so much. You never really think that he would randomly be there again for the that's second true. time in one day. Yeah. And especially with where he's at his mind-wise, this is the person he's confiding in. Yeah. He has no one in... That's the thing where it's so powerful at the end where he talks to... Where he's talking to Paige and says, she is my safe place. Like, I don't... I This place is lies because they put him in a house where the truth is everything and they give him a huge secret where he's investigating the one person. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of just blocks off one wall, which, of course, keeps more information trapped in. He really can't open up to anyone. I, mean, I don't
1: know how the pilot thing is working. How I know. How is she still falling for that? He's like, <coughs> one of my coworkers is addicted to heroin. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I hope you reported him. It's just like... Abby was annoying me in this episode and we as ladies do cry a lot but she was being emotional about everything. Remember she was just crying cuz she was happy, crying cuz she was sad. She's just she's just being messing. She's but being a girl. They finally do go upstairs. He's got it covered. It, he's going to take her out of the apartment safely. And lo and behold, what is He leaves see? her
2: alone in the room. Rock I dolls. know.
1: Mike, did you really have to pee that bad? Don't you have some spy training on that one? Yeah, I
2: wrote, um, as soon as I wrote that down, I was like, did you really just leave her alone? Well, and especially you alone? if she's oh, already God. being
1: nosy. Why, like, yeah. Why,
3: even if he, even if she didn't make the decision to open the door and go look down the hallway,
1: you know, obviously she's going to snoop around. Would it like? There was one second there. Where he went into the bathroom, and I thought, if she is a double agent, this is where we're going to find out. Yeah. Because she really could have, you know, looked on his computer or done the same thing that Mike did when Bella left the room last mm-hmm. episode. But no, she just hears something, opens the door, sees Paige in her skimpy outfit with a gun. Why is Paige walking upstairs with a gun like this?
2: Because no one's just, supposed to be I just up there. That,
3: I just hope that she's not testing his psyche, like, his head. What if what if that was her assignment, was just to see how he is, like, mentally, because he's a new agent? I feel
1: like there's so much double-crossing going on that yeah. it, she's not it anymore.
2: Yeah, I think she's too emotional to have, been, to have been a secret agent of any type. I really think it's just she's got baggage. Yeah,
1: It would be a big shocker later on, but she sees the first gun. She sees Mike's gun. She's scared. She obviously realizes, not a pilot. The girl down the hall, not who she says she is. <laughs> what I'm
2: worried about is Mike running into her with Bello and her getting killed. That's ooh, that's kind of like ooh. where I feel her character arc is slowly going.
3: Oh, man. Because it, the, if
2: there's anything that can push Mike over, that would probably be what it is.
3: Right. And speaking of uh, her getting killed, the scene in the bank, we see Mike go into, or actually during this whole transaction, he, he keeps dropping off the money, the exchange, because they're working on looking for Odin, and we see where they do the the mixing or whatever it is, all the girls
1: in there. It's right. where they're packing it. But don't jump ahead. Yeah, that's, they that's broke way up. ahead. She broke up with him and left. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Abby
2: breaks up with Mike. Like-
1: yeah, I, unless she's a secret agent we see later. She's the one that got away. When you figure out who you are, I don't know. Call me. She's. I'm over her. I know. She's gone, but I don't think we've seen the last of her, obviously. Yeah. She's the love. He's going to do something, but I don't know if it should be. He them. loves her. I think I think that she will be back around, and I don't, and think, I don't lo- think it's
3: going to be in a dying I don't way. I love her. That would
1: be ridiculous. I think he loves her. I a few he, months he, is enough to have. I got engaged after two months of dating. I know. It could happen.
2: I'm afraid of. She
1: has the best husband ever. I'm,
2: a, <laughs> I'm afraid of Paige telling Briggs and Briggs using her against him.
1: Yeah. Yes. There was. A, okay, so she leaves he talks to Paige and this I would say is the most genuine moment Mike has had with any character in the house I when thought he was gonna that, flip I can't I can't be honest with any of you I know I loved it it's a big house of life I
2: was thankful that he did get a little bit heated because I thought he was gonna just flip out because I was I was ready to punch Paige I was like Paige shut the hell up like come on.
3: No, Paige, no, you know what I like about her. She handles that being typically cool. a female. She's she's doing the job that uh, I'm sorry that the men are supposed to do. Don't get don't get so emotional. D- I, detach yourself. No. It is what it is. It's dangerous for the sake of his life and Abby's life like you said. what if she get shut up.
2: No, I understand her point of view and I understand that. But from like a I just she didn't let off. Like it's one of those things that's like, okay, well you're going to do this, you're going to do this. We know about Briggs doing this and
3: like, you think You're she's gonna, making things worse, or...?
2: No, I just think it's like, okay, he knows it's messed up. He knows that he broke the rules. I mean, look at what he's done in the past few weeks. Like, look what he's gone through. Like, deal with it.
1: Right. I feel I, like She's she, more
2: angry that he didn't break up with her than the, the fact that he brought her to the house.
1: I don't think so. I think she could... could Go a lot of directions with a lot of things, but when it comes to Graceland, her home, her sanctuary, her only place of peace, and the entire house's escape from getting shot up all the time. I think that's where she draws the line. She's
3: doing it smart. I mean, why wouldn't you? If I was into anything and I knew what, what was considered what had to be safe, my own house.
2: I agree. You, know, you have
3: to like, lock your doors. Prob- you have to be careful yeah. who you let in your home. I regardless.
2: agree with, I, I'm telling you, I agree with what Paige says and I agree with her standpoint. Was she just I'm just you saying, mean? I would not have been unhappy if Mike turned around and socked her in the face because she was not letting up at all.
3: No, she you, really wasn't. You have some type of feelings about okay. Paige's
1: outfits no, just, are, her They are ridiculous. She's, she's like I love sexy her. hipster, sexy karaoke so singer. There was a funny moment there whenever Mike said to Abby, you're being dramatic. And Steven's like, never. You're overreacting. You're overreacting. Never say yeah, that, that to a girl. <laughs> at least you know that. Never tell,
2: never tell a drunk person they're drunk. Yes. Never tell a girl she's overreacting. And Never tell don't someone who's tell, angry, calm don't down. don't
1: ever tell me to calm down. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah I, I already got that covered, Stuff. I already got that covered. So.
1: Yeah, so let's move on. The entire house is changing. The vibe is off and they're all realizing it. Well, it's getting a little real. Yeah, Yeah. the only person who doesn't
3: care. Which is so funny, too, because you know what? Manny totally tweeted, who plays Johnny on the show, that SHIT is about to get real, like to watch it. I feel like he tweets that
1: every single week.
2: Yeah, (laughs) kind of. Um, Like real this time. But we see, we see, of course, we see the lighter side with Johnny and Dale. Where they're kind of, I mean, of course, that's a comic relief with Johnny and Dale, but then seeing at the same time, you're just like, man, Dale's kind of an asshole at this point.
1: Yeah, it's so weird that he's the nicest person in real life, and he's the worst character on the show. No, no the I like worst. his character, because he's I, also, he's, uh, for the same reason
3: why at the end of the episode, Johnny's like, hey, you're right, man, it's better to stick to your own problems, because Jake advises Johnny to do that, and it's true, he... There's just a way about going things like everyone he's not ha-
1: fun ever. He doesn't have to be. They put him on a. I they put him, him on a ever. workout machine. It's like, oh, 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 oh. he's cool. <laughs> I love him. Well,
3: they it's love everyone. I love everyone.
2: It's frustrating. I mean, in that situation, it's it's got to be so frustrating. You're you're trying to sting an operation at the gym. You have so many people there, and like you get stir crazy. And are you really going to be on a freaking elliptical with Johnny? It's like,
1: yeah.
2: let's do something useful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, And I
1: I think they're all resenting that they're all getting brought in in the same case. It's yeah. not theirs. They had stuff that they were doing, you know? Yeah. And of course.
2: Especially um, this episode with Dale would not have made as much sense if we didn't have the last episode with, mm-hmm. of course, his background. And now we kind of realize why he is so short with everyone. And especially in this episode, he's... He really goes into that again, we're like, This is this is the job, man. This is just the job. You keep to your own stuff. I don't care.
3: Yeah. Which is good though, because they need that balance. Not everyone is gonna be nuts in that house. You know, there's gonna be people who are just level headed, which you would hope I if just are taking care I of. I feel us. like
1: he's a one note character. I like that we have the reasons behind his grumpiness, but I do feel like we consistently get, No, no, don't play with me. I'm not any fun, you know? It's gonna develop though. It, it will it's develop. it has to. Yeah. So, all right. I well, think speaking of that suspicions, yeah. Now we're at the point where I think Charlie. we should go into the the big the big story before we say what Charlie's oh, suspi- being suspicious okay. of. Of course.
2: Um, oh, with Mike and with mm-hmm. Mike and Bella. Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah. So this was the main this was the main plot, and I will say they went here quickly than I expected. Like I I didn't know that we were going to get to see this inform this information so soon. Right. I thought it would be several episodes or maybe the season finale. Mm. And
2: I think that's why they. Well,
1: which makes me think this is the reason why this episode was so good.
3: Is if everything just happened right now,
1: what what's is, gonna what's the happen? Rest of this season? I know, like
3: everything has to either make a 360, 180, I don't know, like.
2: So we're we're introduced to the operation. We're introduced to the girls packing drugs. We're introduced to Mike smiling at Julia. We don't know. He just says, hey, Julia, I think.
1: Yeah. But I think
2: he says it next time we see them. He doesn't say it the first time.
1: Yeah, there was all these girls in their underwear, so they won't steal anything. Right. And they could see exactly what's going on. And then...
2: So this scene was really short. It was literally just talking... Well,
3: because they did it one time, and then the the focus was that he was consistently going to this place. So at the second time, while he's happening... They hear something in the back, and Mike asks Bello, were you expecting someone? No. Sure enough, guess who it is? Kaza shows up and shoots them.
1: They looked so official for a, a, uh, for a split second before they shot up all these civilians. I thought it might be a, a, some sort of undercover squat. Yeah. yeah.
3: No, and then we saw the girls all die. That's
2: Which, it. yeah, I oh. thought, was, I was, I thought was so interesting how they did that, too, yeah. because they're really trying to show you how— Everything is affecting Mike and how much there are things that will affect him because the slightest things like the slightest thing like that, like he's seen Eddie, of course, put a bullet in his own head. I mean, after this episode, he's seen the torture. We'll get into that later. But it was very subtle. But. The fact that they put Mike on first name basis with uh with Robbie, with oh. the girls, with, with that was the
3: significance. of like the to whole, show.
2: yeah, the whole operation. And then these are people. Like it's not, hey man, thanks, guard. Hey man, thanks. These girls. This is, hey Robbie and hey Julia. Yeah, yeah. This is this is people he's known. These are he's a month and a half or more into this sting operation.
3: Not to mention that she gets shot while he's holding her hand to try to pull her away. Yeah, that's
1: that's a good point. That's the only reason they, they, so they would they add that in. His name,
3: of course, because they wanted to show the significance of it hurting him and how it was going to affect him. Sort yeah. of
1: like even if you're at a job you, hey, you still get attached to your coworker. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's not
2: just the girl, it's everyone. It's everyone who he's working with in this just got massacred.
1: Yeah, that, that was brutal.
2: And again, that that is what goes back to me is that that's what I'm taking into effect with his mental state. And she and Paige isn't letting off like that's again where I'm just like, dude, like, you know, they're bad guys. But at the same time, like even with with Charlie and Whistler, they're bad guys or they're they're in a difficult situation, let's say. Mm-hmm. But you're still like when they die, it's still a person dying. Yeah. So even if Mike, yeah, he brought her upstairs. OK. He saw 10 people who is on first name basis with get mowed down with silent submachine guns.
3: Well, I mean, you know what though? I, there's people I met yesterday, and if I found out they died today, I It'd mean, that would, that honestly, would mess my if I head. saw a
1: complete stranger die, let alone ten, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. She really shouldn't have laid that hard into him on that night.
2: Yeah, because what she yeah. meant was, I know what happened to you. She was referring to the torture, but these are this is more than ten people he knew on a first name basis that are dead.
3: You're right. He saw more than a dozen people die. That that was just like
1: a crazy scene. So I wasn't
2: expecting it all. I was oh. expecting the hel- I was expecting the door to come up and Briggs would be there or something as his cover or something like that.
1: Well, thank you for
3: his awesome shoot that he got them all on their legs.
2: Can I just say worst blood effects ever? Though really, yeah, terrible blood effects. It was it was red paint. It was not
1: it, up to par with standards. It wasn't, I think it was enough. Dexter. It, it was enough Dexter corn it's oil or, or whatever, whatever he can use has it uses to be for television. Honestly, you must you must know your blood work very well because I didn't notice it. I
2: host Dexter. You're right, though. Oh. <laughs> so of course I'm very a little bit,
1: you know,
3: yucky.
2: Particular with my with my corn syrup, red dye, blood mixture.
1: But whenever, yeah. okay, so these guys come in. They're not CIA. They shoot a ball up. We didn't know Stephanie and I didn't know who they were. Stephen knew right off the bat. Right. You did, right? Which it took oh, yeah, a I, I,
3: I didn't. No. I thought like after he said, "Really, you don't know?" and then. Julie and I got frustrated but then it, it kinda clicked and I was like, Oh, it's the it's the guys.
2: The I other feel guys. so bad when I do that to you guys. I'm sorry. It's okay. But but really like the logic goes when I when I people are attacking bellows, it's it's really just who okay, he's be? not expecting a guest.
3: Well, I think who's, I was just hoping it was like, was like ooh,
1: who's this? You I, know? I just, you who's know, all the message. gangster clubs run together to me. It could have been one I had never heard of. I just, yeah. I, like, it just didn't pop in my head immediately. But in
2: the story, Bella really screwed over the Kaza hardcore. Yeah. Like, they're the,
1: right, really, exactly. they're the only people who'd really,
2: they're the only people who would really have it out for him. So I was just like, oh man, the Kaza is striking back right now while Mike's there. And
3: I, then we officially find out that it is the Kaza when he be, they save
1: one and they begin to torture him. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, like, they're all screwed. They're completely outnumbered. And then we see the master marksman. Of course. Shoot straight through to the legs because they were wearing armor. There was yeah. no other way that they could get to it. exactly.
2: I forgot what movie it was, but there's a great scene in a movie where a guy's on the ground and he can only see the guy's legs. I think it's I think it's Die Hard. One of them. Where he shoots the guy's ankle, he falls down, then he shoots the guy in the head. Oh. Great. And I was seeing something like that in this. I like I like the sharpshooting. I like how they played that out. And I like, this is going to make me sound like such an ass, I like that they killed everyone.
3: Why? I love it. Because that would happen, right? Because
2: it's realistic. Yes. It's not, oh I my agree. god, Mike's going to heroically save this girl. It's, these people are yeah, here with a why. purpose. These people are professional yeah. hitmen for the Kaza cartel. Exactly. They're not going to be pussies who can't use a gun.
3: Watch your language. (laughs) And, um, no, you're absolutely right. Except and also because this is the same reason why our parents tell us not to get involved with things like
1: this. I know you, can, you feel bad for those girls, but at the but same time, you know you're going to work I mean, in your underwear every day and well, working with and drugs. And that's the first
3: thing I thought of, like just growing up and the the closest that I've ever known of anything like that. Which is kind of unorthodox for me to say this on the episode is like uh, stuff that went down and humbled, like people that I know. I'm like, dude, just be careful. Like you know, you growing up, you kind of meet certain people, and it's it's like those reasons why everything that was happening in. DJ recently, like a couple of years ago. That's I that's, mean, stuff still, goes down. Everything People that's get... still happening in Mexico.
2: And I also yeah. want to bring up a point as well, is because what was Mike's original cover to get in with Bello? Marine. No, like what was his what was his original purpose working with Bello? It was to train Bellow's guys mm-hmm. to be able to compete with the Casa cartel and compete with these other factions. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: And then he asked to be – he's like, you know what? I got to be his man, his Ex- guy.
2: Well, that. But, but look at it. The way they got in was to weigh that the Casa cartel were so violent and they were so well prepared. Mm-hmm. And you look at Bellow's guys – and they're just a ragtag team, baggy clothing. They don't even know how to shoot a gun. Just, like, this is yeah. what they're up against. Like, you see these guys who are untrained. Mm-hmm. And now we actually get a glimpse of what these Casa cartel are up against. They have submarines. They have, like, so many resources.
3: And that gnarly armor
1: that they had. Like Yeah.
2: It's like that's... Automatic
1: weapons.
2: That's what they're up against.
1: Yeah. So it's it's a good decision on Bella's part. But, but that scene and the scene following, like glad that's a minority of this show. It was brutal. So they save this one guy from the cause cartel. They take him. They're torturing him. We hear his screams. Mm-hmm. Mike calls Mike the team. just all distraught. I can't do this. I have to get out of here. And everyone wants to pull him out of there except Briggs. Exactly. Why? Because Briggs has a mission. Yeah, Briggs has skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Well, it's
2: just Charlie. And no. Charlie well, is, Charlie of course. Charlie
3: was being Mama Charlie, but Briggs has his own agenda. And sure enough, we find out when they torture the guy, cut his wrist off, and find out that Jangles is going to be the one who's going to be sending the message. And el hombre llave. <laughs> Briggs
1: knew the entire time. Yeah, of course. And they and they started peeping it out. Everyone and so had. we we see he's torturing. He has his lead. He uh, loves to torture with lead. Well, it's they disgusting. give him
2: They give Briggs again. This is another. I keep saying this. This is another brilliant way of writing things, in that Charlie can fault Briggs. For a lot of things. And Charlie can fault Mike for a lot of things. But Char- but Briggs did not tell Mike what to do. Mm-hmm. Briggs did not say specifically, do this. He said, you have two options. It's giving someone a choice when they don't really have a choice. Right. Because Briggs knows how Mike works. Briggs knows that Mike is going to do it. He He's, he's basically... Game, right? He's yeah, giving I mean, him he two choices, choices, but Mike's he knows Mike won't choose one. Mm. So he's like, Mike, you can save this guy's life... And we can keep you on the case. Of course Mike's going to go with that. Yeah. It's it's the illusion of choice. Yeah. And it's it's great when you see it, and it's great when it's believable with the characters that they've built up with Briggs and Mike and their relationship.
1: It's a th- They say you could go back in there, but he can't die. Exactly. And it seems like an impossible task. Cuts his arm off with his, you know, drug well, lord machete. I, and he starts bleeding out everywhere. Mike takes medical measures to save him. Shroom whips his belt out, builds Stops a tourniquet. Because and, he
3: already doesn't want him to bleed out and die. So but that's he also has a day. brilliant moment. Yeah.
1: Dicks the bloody nub. Well, no, no. The the, the, the the important part was that one he
3: couldn't let the guy die, so he did that. But what would Bello think if he stopped him from bleeding out? And what he used his excuse was, "Well, they wanted to send us a message. Let's send him a message back, right?" And then how else is he going to save the guy? He has to just dip his arm in acid so that it doesn't bleed out anymore, so that it just kind of stops the cut and that's it. And the lead, I keep calling it acid, but the lead. Uh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I also, what I really like about the scene, and I know you don't, Ew. you don't like these this torture is disgusting.
3: scenes,
2: but so. We have this episode and we've had a few episodes now where Bello has been regularly mellow. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting all night no. for that. But no.
1: We call him Mellow Bello.
2: Oh god. Okay, so we have <laughs> we Mello, like we have Bello who is who hasn't really done anything too evil lately that we haven't really like not it's not like overboard No,
1: you're right. there there was so, a couple of scenes there where we were sort of following for him. Well, he looks so good in his suits. He's so he always wears he always wears the matching tie. You sometimes
2: forget how brutal he is. yeah, and that's why we get this scene where he is the one himself torturing him right He is the one pouring boiling lead and we saw he did the lead with Eddie as well pouring boiling lead on a man whose hands are tied to a table and laughing about the smell of charcoal that comes off a human's flesh burning.
1: This yeah. is Abby said, why do you smell like barbecue, Mike? I know. That was disgusting.
2: No yeah. This is really, it's, again, great to bring up this moment where Bello, you know, Bello, you know, he just had 10 of his guys killed. I mean, you can kind of justify him wanting to take this guy away and torture him. But then you see it and you see that he's not remorseful. He's, he's not torturing because he's mad about his guys being killed. He's torturing just for the sole purpose of the information and who's after him and that. it's yeah. So you kind of get this. He's doing what
3: he has to do. Everyone in this show is doing what they have to do. Exactly. In to the, the position that they're in or the circumstances. Just, that was just gnarly though. So Mike, so that, okay. of course,
2: yeah, convinces him, send him as a message. And then the guy says that he'll find you and he'll get you. Mm-hmm. And he know he's like, Bello knows. And this is another thing where everyone's trying a lot of our YouTube comments, a lot of our iTunes comments. Who is the who is Jangles or what? Yeah, who is I Jangles? I one of
1: those two guys I said last a week. A lot of
2: people think it's Juan and a lot of people think that it's his old partner who was mm-hmm. in Casa Cartel and who was a double agent.
1: Well, I, I have a question. Have we ever – has Briggs ever seen Juan? What if they're the same person and we were just seeing the story from Mike's – point of view of him imagining what happened right like and you don't think the they're re- the same person the there's not a chance was, like,
3: investigate briggs because that used to be a partner and i know what he's up to i know what he's capable of Do maybe you.
1: i don't think it's likely but it's a,
3: it's it's it just there's something me. obviously there's something there because too much happened this episode that that means that there's something that we have no idea about
2: i'm still thinking jangles is a red herring Honestly, are you serious jangles jangles is a red herring what's up? um a red herring is something that they leave there for you to go for when it's really not mm-hmm. what is the real thing.
1: In a mystery novel, it's the first person that you think of this. It's, and then there's actually the killer. Right?
2: Yeah. And Jingles is a red herring in the fact that he is so widely known. The fact that Bello knows of this guy who did this to Briggs' partner so long ago or to Briggs himself as Briggs tells the story. I don't know. But it's really just one of those mythical characters, like a myth that anyone can be jangles it's more of like a passed down title is what i think and it's just what they call their hitmen does that make sense
1: yeah and, like, last, and maybe like jangles is this guy who really tortured Briggs. maybe and Briggs like the, him the jangles is the title of like the don corleone yeah of the casa so that's that's a that's a far-fetched theory and in that theory it could have been briggs's partner and juan that are Old Jangles, new Jangles.
2: Juan is not Jangles. I'm just going to say that right now. I don't
1: know for sure. There's,
2: there's no way that a CO is Jangles. He just mm-hmm. he wouldn't have the opportunity to be in freaking Mexico. People would
1: say the exact, exact same, same thing, thing about, about Briggs. Briggs being Odin. There's no way.
2: And I think I did say agent. something similar to that. But I, I don't think Juan is – I think Jangles is just a you ideal – I
1: think? I think we don't know anything. But I definitely think we've already seen Jangles on screen without a mask.
2: Yeah, with Briggs high on heroin.
1: I think I'm, yeah,
2: I'm i really, I here. Really, don't, I really don't think that we, I don't, what anyway. Em,
1: yeah, whatever is going on, Briggs <laughs> is going to great, great lengths yes, to get to this so mythical is. slash evil slash maybe real guy.
2: That's the thing. I don't think that Briggs is after Jangles.
1: Who do you think he's after then? I think
2: he's after the Casa cartel as a whole. I don't think he's after Jangles at all. That's the thing. I don't think Jangles is one person. Do you
1: think, he, do you think that maybe Briggs is trying to bust both Bello and the CasA? And
2: he's trying.
1: One? I don't think he's, so. He's, I think he's aiding Bella too much. He's just making revenge happen on the Kaza cartel and Jangles. After buzzers, make sure to tell
3: us on iTunes and YouTube and everywhere. Let us know what you think. This is important and this is crazy.
1: If we feel so strong about this, you guys have to feel as equally yeah. as strong about this. I'm still,
2: I'm still dead set that... Briggs is using Bello to get to the Casa and he's ruining the casa, And he's trying to figure out who above him is with the casa in the agency itself. I think that's what we're going to figure out in the final episode of the season, is that someone in above Briggs, probably Juan, is connected to the Casa cartel. Not as Jangles. I'm sorry. I just don't see that.
1: I hope that
3: it's just a new character in, in, in Not me. all of it.
1: it but, but the thing about it is, is that Mike did probably... My favorite thing that he's done thus far, he threw Briggs off of his game. And he said exactly what I was feeling, like, we have become the criminals. We have become the evil bad guys now. People are getting killed. We're selling drugs on the street. And he takes matters into his own hands, and Briggs starts sweating bullets. Mm
3: -hmm. But here's the thing, though. As much as Mike said that, this this is what also makes him a rookie. I know that they're not supposed to, but in like it's okay in every movie that i've ever seen in my life that has to do with an under- undercover agent that falls in the job this is why he has to go speak to you
1: know, why sometimes they're sent to speak to psychiatrists and everything else because this stuff has to happen. Yes and no. I think that the collateral damage that has happened with this case thus far is too far. It's a necessary it's evil. It's a lot. I don't no, think it's a, think a necessary it's... evil anymore. There are so so, so many dead bodies in the path of them trying to solve this case. But they weren't, they, they couldn't have, how are
3: they supposed to know about Kaza? That's what I'm saying. It's a necessary evil. Like, there are things that are inevitable that are going to happen within the case. Yeah, they didn't know. It's unfortunate. Whatever oh. they can stop, this is why he Briggs said you have two options. Either go in there, make sure he doesn't die
1: so they could prevent something or figure it out. But the thing about it is is Mike realizes that the more that they help run this drug situation, the more powerful and wealthy Bello becomes. Of course. Like they're making their own enemy bigger yeah. in, in trying to take him down.
2: And we do see Mike kind of snap back at Briggs in this next scene that we get when he's talking to Charlie and Charlie's pissed. Yeah. Charlie's not happy that Briggs put Mike through that. He thinks he's pushing him too far. And that's when we see Mike come up. And he says a line that you're not really expecting because it's taken two ways. Mm -hmm. Um, When he says, is this about Odin or is this about Jangles? Because, of course, Briggs will know through his story about Jangles and he'll know about Odin. Mm -hmm. So it it has two different takes on the question itself. That's why Briggs is like, what? Mm
1: -hmm. Right.
2: But that's what we're thinking at this point as a viewer. Like, it's surprising to us that Mike is intelligent enough to put that two-it-together. And I don't mean that to say Mike's stupid, but as a, as a character, you're not expecting him to go so straightforward with something like that.
1: Right, right. Yeah.
3: Well, what I also like what the writers are doing, which you said, you know how they can be kind of predictable? I like it because I feel that I'm... I'm where Charlie and Johnny's at. The way yeah. they started becoming suspicious, it was like first we said it and then they started showing us. So it doesn't make me frustrated, like, oh you're so stupid, do this. It's like, no, okay, we're doing this together. We're in this, we're all in this together. I, love I feel it. like I'm in the same position. As I love Charlie it that they're not
1: all being duped. Yeah. Charlie is pretty much on to the situation. Mm-hmm. She is suspicious of exactly what is going down here. She her. knows
3: her boy breaks. She knows what's up. Like and and Johnny from the beginning is like, dude, has everyone not been super
1: weird? Right now, I know, like, and Jake's is like, and "You feel it, you man."
2: I don't <laughs> care. Don't
1: take it too heart.
2: I don't care. I, I have a beard. It's cool. <laughs> I'm heavy. It's cool. This place ain't my home.
1: But so Charlie, stop trying to
2: get everyone to like you.
1: <laughs> I know that was. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of me. That was me, but that was a little stop, bit. True, if you stop trying to get everybody one. to like you. Then it's, they still might take you serious, it's still
2: bonding. It's still like Johnny and Briggs bonding because, of but course, we get that scene where they're Johnny like, "Thank you man. for telling me be straight. Don't stab me in the back." Yeah, I stab you in the front. The like like good.
1: friends like should. Like friends should. So Charlie goes to Johnny and she's like, We're gonna go check this out. Briggs had heroin on him. He was not oh, holding so it for scary. a CI. Let's just go look. And he's like, You want me as a backup? She's like, No, I want you as devil's advocate. I need somebody to tell me I'm crazy. Johnny realizes she's not, let's just go look. And we see Briggs. Getting, getting out heroin. About,
3: like, looking you, like, like he's going to shoot looking up. Looking
1: like he's going to shoot up. We cannot confirm that's what was about to happen because he might have just Never been happened. tempted by it. Right. But Some people like to see them, like to put, like, a product in front of them
3: and see and, like, test their... their Test their will. Their will, yeah.
1: Their their self-control, excuse me. Their I know. Sometimes you know? with stuff I'm not supposed to have, I'm like, just let me have a sip. I don't think you should do that with heroin. Just a little drop, right? Well, no, but face. he
3: could have just been looking at it like maybe a concentration of just seeing like what that is—a reminder of what's going on, or just the temptation. But then he eventually says no.
2: So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something at you in this scene, and of course we see Briggs behind the wall when they enter and everything. Um, but the candle was the was the factor. Okay. The candle is the factor of if I can make if I can sit through this candle burning all the way down and not hit it, then I've beaten it. So. When we, of course...
1: Man, Steven, you read so much into everything. The candle was the factor.
2: The last time...
1: I thought the candle was the candle. The last time we see... that makes sense.
3: It does. The way I was saying it, I didn't... Like, perfect, then that's what he was looking at, to make himself just
2: control. So, we... He didn't... I really don't think he shot up in that scene. No, no, no. For the fact that we see the candle is burned down to the core, and then they enter... They made it look like they entered while he was at the table and then he ran into it and he heard them while he they were entering. Completely different. He was already – like he was already in there when they entered the house.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh.
3: No, I think he no, heard them no, no, no. and he she, ran into it. No. Remember, Charlie didn't put the key in first. She turned the knob.
2: No, yeah. That's when he was alerted but it shows you still him like this in the chair.
3: No, but, no, no, oh, yeah, no, 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 but obviously he bounced with the quickness. I think was he bounced because he
1: heard somebody at the door. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, of course, that's what I'm saying, but I'm saying the way they edited it, it made it look like he was still in the chair when they entered the place. Oh, oh no, yeah, I thought, yeah. oh, okay, yeah,
1: yeah. But so, the closet that was originally locked when Charlie was there and trying to become sober wasn't locked again, and that was brilliant. Locks, opening to a facade of fake... Then the real thing. That's brilliant. They do that on the show a lot. Same thing with the dressing room. Yeah, oh. like you break in. Oh, it's fine. And then the other thing is back there. It's not just the break in, yeah. right? Which how it should be. I guess that but. was yeah.
2: That was kind of predictable, just because we knew the room was in that room, though. It, if, it was, if we didn't know that his hideaway was in that closet, we wouldn't have been expecting it as much. Also, the candle was there to to burn to cook the heroin, though. Too. Yeah, I wanted to say that too. Um, <laughs> Just as an added added and, bonus, I, I think
1: dual yeah. I think we we understand okay, okay. the candle. but so they go in. Briggs is hiding, and I've never seen Briggs look more scared. Yeah, sweating like this that. threw him off his game. His friends almost caught him. I think he was more scared of his friends catching him than anyone else.
2: Yeah, and we see that at the end as well.
1: But Johnny gives one last look into the room. He's like, something is not right in here.
3: Look at my now. This is... Fr- Sorry, I just want to show you Mike is an idiot! That's what I wrote right when he... For, 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 when, for when Abby got, like, when she saw the second gun. I was like, I was so mad. Oh, was, like, God.
2: A-
1: Sorry. I know, Mike. Come on. I just...
2: I have... I you have... He invites her into her house!
1: I was like, you idiot!
2: But, uh... Why do I
1: have Mike breaks the rules? <laughs> oh, okay. Mike. So... We are we are preparing ourselves for I would say like one of the craziest sting operations I've ever even seen on TV and we got to rush through it in like ten
2: minutes so no
1: no we can do this it's only one we can knock it out it was just so intense it's going to even be hard to describe to you secondhand Mm -hmm. like if you listen to this podcast and don't watch this show go and watch this specific sting operation because it was crazy yeah
2: he pulls an audible
1: whoa what do you mean.
2: No, like you—you you said it yourself.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. In the yes. scene,
2: like Mike pulls an audible. He yes. tells Bello there were no, there was no heroin. Okay, when I didn't obvious... know who was
1: pulling an audible. Yes, yeah. No, he—he he just like takes it into his own hands. tries something spontaneous. Throws Bello off his game. I don't know if he was doing it intentionally to throw Briggs off his game, but I think the entire team's frustrated because they realize that Odin is one step ahead of them always. Yeah.
2: And this is great. This is what I was talking about earlier, where it's the show's predictable, predictable, predictable. Throwly throws you out of left field. This throws you out of left field. The the hole behind the mirror throws you out of left field. Like, what? Yeah. Like this is this is great. This whole last 15 minutes, I'm glad I waited till you guys were with me to watch it. It was, oh, it was fantastic.
1: Crazy. I that didn't was even take so notes good. because I couldn't yeah, I take my salt. eyes away from the screen. Okay,
2: so let's talk about it. Okay. So we find Mike calls an audible. He says, "There's no drugs." He and does.
3: He does what Briggs does because Briggs yeah, is the one yeah. who, will, who will keep the information away from everyone so that the plan will work out accurately. Yes. Yes. Which Mike does he, that.
1: Yeah.
2: So Briggs is pissed off because Briggs, of course, Briggs always has a reason for everything. Like he's pissed because well, they're gonna. I'm going He's gonna say that you stole the drugs. Odin's gonna say that you stole I the know. drugs.
1: What do you think Odin's gonna say?
2: And I mean, but that's a good reason. Everything he does still has that good reason behind it that you can't question enough to really think that he's odin and then he rushes to the apartment and just goes crazy heroin snagging
1: yeah he's just throwing it all on the bed
2: he's gonna build a house with those bricks man <laughs> he's he's rocking this apartment out with heroin right now he's knocking it out and i thought he was gonna get suitcases no he's just fuck he just freaking <clears throat> fills that apartment up and he's gonna schedule to meet with bellow so they're watching Bello. they're watching bellow where is where is he coming so from where's odin so we have
1: Oh. Mike on surveillance, Johnny on surveillance, Charlie on surveillance, and Briggs. On on Everyone's surveillance. on surveillance. Everybody is there. There is no way that this Odin character could come and trick them into not seeing him again.
2: But Briggs texts him, gets him into the store, and then manages to convince Johnny of a fake of a fake stolen license plate that he's going to track down. I
1: think he actually looked but, it
3: up. But Briggs is Briggs, and. Is the genius and the reason why he's where he's at, and sure enough, he's man, a good multitasker. That was that so one. good because, and we kept trying to okay. So in this part of the scene, I loved that. Okay, this is gonna happen. We kept kind of shouting out, "Oh yeah, he's gonna come out with the gun. He's gonna come out with the gun." And then the, the sleeper rule? like that was so, well, so, so.
2: So he makes Bello go into the clothing store and pick up pants and basically buy time, kind of in a way for him to get a reason to get the front of the store alone, right? Like. Charlie follows him in. Johnny follows him. Uh, Everyone follows him.
3: Everyone's on top of their game. Briggs says,
2: "Hey, I'm going to follow this lead with this stolen car because it checked out." Goes around, and that's when Bella goes into the dressing room. There's a hole behind the mirror.
3: Charlie's mind blown. Charlie's in the next dressing room trying to hear Charlie. Which I thought that she was going to hear Briggs' voice. Me too. I I did. She was going to hear Briggs' voice. She didn't. So she's standing there, and then she hears nothing because he gets through. They do the exchange, and Briggs says, "Leave the same way that you left." And he's
1: like, "No, I'm." I don't of this get theatrical. the theatrics. Yeah, but he, in a brilliant Briggs move, that's also a little bit of a risky one, says, "Here's take a, my word for it. Yeah, here's
2: months of it in here's this apartment. An
1: apartment full. You can send me your regular payments. That gets him out of having to do any more of this, but still get the money.
2: And you know what it also gives him? Well, I don't know if he'll bust Bellows yet, but he he's getting rid of the apartment."
3: Yes, He's yeah. getting rid of
2: the apartment that Johnny and... It's under
3: his name, is under
1: yeah. with everything It's probably not him. under his name not, or not anything. Not his name, but I meant like... Um Leads back to him. But you're perfectly right, Steven. This is his opportunity to bust Bellow, and he's not taking it. That is no, not. No, no, his no, 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 game. no, no, no,
2: no, no, no. What no. I mean by his busting Bellow is he's going to
1: bust him
3: to put him for good. Like, he's going to find
2: Bellow in an apartment full of heroin, and then he can and take all, all the heroin him. and move on to the next one.
3: You know what he's doing? Briggs is trying to get, eat his cake and take, or what's his cake Have his, his, his cake too. and eat it too. Yes. He's trying to get the money out of it because he could. He, he sets up the situation, but like I said, mm. he's trying to win the case because it makes him look Good as an agent
2: but it's also a huge risk he's giving him he's months be, worth of he's heroin he's trying to
3: be robin Hood right now and that's for himself
2: that's why i feel he's setting up <laughs> he's setting up bellow with this apartment because he's giving him months worth of heroin and there's no way a businessman like Bello would follow through with paying him for all of that and i don't think briggs even cares about that doesn't care about the money whatever he's doing is gonna be within the next month Mm -hmm. Whatever he's doing to give him the heroin, whatever he's going to do with Bellows, going to be within the next month before the next payment would even happen.
1: Everything is unraveling.
2: So, of course now, but Briggs, everyone, Mike comes around, everyone's coming around. Briggs is trapped in this warehouse. And what's he gonna do? They are all
1: there. Briggs says, "I'll be back. I'll be right back." It checked out. They are all there with guns surrounding him. He can't get out. That was so nuts. Okay, so you know what I loved? He did. He did a left turn. Charlie
3: was at the dressing room. He did a corner one. Johnny started coming out this one, and then he did the fence, and bam! Mike comes from that end too. And I was like, "Oh, he's gonna get caught up." And then we all thought that he was just gonna show up with a
1: gun. I didn't know what he was gonna do. I thought maybe he was gonna say. Yeah, man, have you seen him? Yeah, I exactly. Seen that's what I thought too. But instead, he wraps his arms around Mike's neck, does a sleeper hold on the guy. Yeah. Oh I, my god, this is so great! Get at, on, at, at, did you really he does just sleeper hold, hold on the on Mike? guy? And he makes it where he can't see his face. Yes. And he's Steven, like this, and, and Stephen, and Mike is fighting, and he's just
3: going.
2: At first, I really <laughs> thought that it was going to be he was going to grab Mike and then. He would hear Mike's voice and then let him go and be like, Oh, I thought you were him. But no, sleeper holds him, knocks him down, feigns a gunshot. Hey, I think I might have shot, I think I might have shot Odin. He ran out that yeah. way. Wait, man so down, up, man down.
3: Okay. That's so nuts. And then later we see the scene where Mike walks in after this whole thing happened. Oh, they're kind of bummed because Odin got away. Sorry, I'm going to speed it up just so that well, yeah. uh, when Mike walks into the room and he's like, Hey, you know, thanks for saving my life again. That was awesome. And then he's like, Oh, are you, don't be bummed about getting Odin away. And gosh, we forget how awesome Agent Warren is. I yeah, know. Well, after that,
1: I like, found out he's about 6'2". Like, too it's not belt. all bad. Yeah. You can learn uh, a lot about somebody from the way they fight.
2: I also want to mention something about this scene as well, in that what the episode opens with Briggs's routine, and his uh. routine is he wakes up every morning at 6 a.m. He meditates. He does his workout. In this mean, scene, it's, it's like 11. It's like noon, and he's still in bed with a blanket over. This is the first time we've seen uh, Briggs Warren's in bed without know, Charlie. Yeah.
3: yeah, and pretending to read...
1: What? Yeah, so Mike. The says, last time we saw him in
2: bed was with Charlie.
1: Oh, so Mike okay. says, "I plus I probably broke some of his ribs." Right then yes. we knew that's why he's in yeah. bed. Be- yeah, and all like. But so we did see him get up, raise up his, his shirt. shirt. He had several hey. broken ribs. That's going to be hard to hide. Those don't bruised. heal for months.
2: We don't see. uh bad. We don't see Briggs bridge shirtless very often though. So I mean, it's not going to be that hard to hide.
1: <laughs> I thought you were like, so finally. <laughs> so anyway. Thank
2: you, Julie. I get that I, enough. Untwisted.
1: i know. <laughs> and nuts. So, so Mike's brilliant. Briggs is brilliant. Briggs is maybe evil. Anything else before we move on to news and gossip?
3: No, Paige is mad at Mike. Now they're suspicious. We're all—I think everyone, both viewers and the
1: house—is on the same page right, at this point. Uh, but on the same page in that we have no idea what's going on, and the house is not a sanctuary anymore. Grace is not home. And then is, James is the coolest
3: person out of the whole show because he's just chilling.
1: Let like me touch a, them. Brain. Chilling like a villain, but not a <laughs> villain because. So, moving
2: on to news
1: news. News and gossip. News and gossip.
2: Do we have any news and gossip? We
1: have a little bit of news and gossip. There are four episodes left in Graceland. One next week, then we're off. And then, on September 5th, we will see part one of the season finale with special guests... Joe Joe Henderson. Henderson,
2: Which you may remember from our first podcast about Graceland. Mm
1: -hmm. And the hilarious and hot... Brandon Brandon, J. McLaren. McLaren. This is the best show that has ever happened in this entire studio. Sorry, everybody else. (laughs) I'm so stoked. We have talent and an executive producer. Has that ever been done before? I think so. Oh. Well, you no. know what? It's a brilliant <laughs> network. It's a <laughs> brilliant yes, network we can all be able to And so agents. then and so then we will see the season finale of Graceland on September 12th. Yeah. So let's move on very quickly to predictions. Oh, I can't be
2: quick with predictions on this show. <laughs> I
1: know you can. But yeah.
2: Let me just let me just read from my book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Honestly, this episode was so intense, and we walked straight from that room into here. I've no, no, hardly I had to, time no, to think tried of any. to,
3: even in the previews, which, did you guys...
1: Oh, we yeah, we did previews. see next week. It's going to be crazy. It is going to be Charlie knows for sure. Yeah. Odin... Wait, no, no, no. Bello is getting tortured. I think it's going to get almost... I think everything is just going to
3: somewhat come out because we saw the scene where Mike was shot and he's like, Mikey, are you okay? And And asking.
1: It looks like Mike gets shot in Graceland.
3: Oh, Did you guys think that? That's what I thought
1: the scene looked like. Go. Go. (laughs) My only prediction is we have not seen the last of Abby.
2: I don't think Mike gets shot. I think it's something else that makes him fall down.
1: He had blood Um, on him
2: yeah doesn't mean he was shot you're
1: right Abby's gonna show up at the house
3: Abby's gonna show up at the house and stuff is gonna go like crazy Abby
2: is going to show up at the house I believe but I don't think they're gonna shoot Mike till at least the finale sorry Um, (laughs) I think that yeah I know you just want to see him get shot um, I really think that Briggs is going to kind of pull this again. We're going to have Briggs and Mike in the next season, so of course he can't have everything out in the open. He's going to work it over with Charlie and explain what's going on, and it's going to make perfect sense to her, and she's going to be pissed, but she's still going to be like, okay, I see what you're doing. We're going to see Bellows get taken down, probably by the cartel. Briggs is going to set Bellow up with that apartment to the cartel, um, because all the heroin's there, that's their heroine.
1: I have a question. Do you guys think that Briggs will get find out found out this season as Odin? You know what? I think that Briggs might never get caught. I think, I think that he after he's the... getting found out this season. Well, we, okay, if he does, then yes, I think this season. I don't think
3: okay. next season. I don't. think that's crazy.
2: I don't think. I think Odin will be abandoned. I think the name of Odin is done after oh. he sets up Bella with the cartel. That was the last time. That was last of Odin. I also think that. It's definitely, Briggs is going after higher ups in the FBI as well as the Casa Cartel. That's his main goal. It's always been Casa. He, cause he doesn't want to take down Bella. If he wanted to take down Bella, he could have done he it. it. He wants to take down the Casa and he wants to take down whoever screwed him over or set him up.
1: It's a yeah. man with a plan and a plan is vengeance.
2: Going back from what I said last episode, sorry, this is taking a while. But I, yeah, honestly, I
1: Come on, see, We've had the Oscar music for a full minute. I, I
2: admit my mistake. I believe that the story actually did happen to Briggs. He did get mm-hmm. hooked on heroin. We see that with the needle. I can't argue with that. They are telling you a fact that he has actually had his addiction with heroin. And I really think that now it's he's going after the cause for revenge. And I think he still was set up by someone in the FBI the causa with them. Jangles is just an ideal. He's not a real person. So.
1: And we'll find out next week. After Buzzers, thank you so much for watching us. We Where can we add- find you, Julie? We love you guys. We would love you to give us five stars. Please continue the conversation on Twitter. You can find me at J-U-L-I-E-P-A-R-T-I-N. And you can find me at Stephanie Georgie
3: G-I-O-R-G-I.
2: And you can find me at Stephen Lemieux, S T E P H E N L E M I E U X, or hosting Twisted, Get Out Alive with Barrett Grills. And Dexter, thank you so much for joining us. We'll yes. see you
1: next week. Thanks so,
0: bye.